Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. I'm diking out, you're diking out, let's dike out together, see what it's all about. Diking out, diking out, diking out, diking out! Hello and welcome to Diking Out. This is episode three where we're going to be talking about polyamory. Uh, Diking Out is a podcast where a couple of dykes dike out each week about stuff going on in the world. And we invite a special guest to dike out with us about a very gay topic. I'm Carolyn Bergier. I'm Sarah York. And this is Diking Out. And today we're going to be diking out with stand-up comedian Chewy May. Hi, Hello. Chewy. Hello, everybody. Welcome. We're recording at the QED Studios. It's very cozy. It we're having is. a good time. And we're we're all ready to dike out. So I guess we'll... Oh, a special announcement I do want to make. For every subscriber that we get this week, we're going to donate $1. This is news to Sarah. Mm-hmm. Um, to a foundation that's helping out with the Harvey recovery. Yay! Nice. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So if we get a million subscribers. <laughs> we will very slowly pay that off. <laughs> pay that off. I think if we get a million subscribers, we could get like a million dollars in advertising. Probably, yeah. That's how that works. And then donate it all to Harvey. Yeah, so nice. you're really just taking money from the rich <laughs> and giving it to the victims of a natural disaster. Because we already have enough man-made disasters. Yeah. So why don't you throw on more natural uh, ones? Yeah, for sure. So a couple things that that went on this week in the news, Louisiana, which is not gay friendly, even Mm -hmm. though they have New Orleans, which is super gay friendly. Mm -hmm. It's such a bummer because when I go there, I'm like, I want to support New Orleans. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of bummed out that Louisiana is so conservative. Like they had something like 50,000 people voted for David Duke when he ran oh, God. for senator. That doesn't surprise me at all, though. 50,000 people that were 50, like, thousand people. KKK wizard should be in the Senate. That and he is doesn't even insane. Like, it's not even like he's a guy running for Senate and he sort of tried to scrub the KKK from his past. Like, he still wears the fucking T-shirts. Like, he's oh, yeah. still out there. That yeah. is terrifying. Yeah, uh, he, I really feel for anyone in the LGBT community who lives in... The South in general, although I know that's kind of unfair to like, and you've lived in the South, so I, I don't know. I mean, is that an unfair assumption to say that like the South, like capital T and S? Is... No, I mean because at the end of the day, you're still subject to those laws. So yeah. while when I lived in Atlanta, Atlanta is the the gay mecca of the South, I would say, and at the end of the day, my my marriage there wasn't legal. You know, we couldn't. Mm-hmm. I had to check single on the boxes for my health insurance for all those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And even though people are, companies were taking it upon themselves to extend benefits, like uh, Delta was always 
Delta was one of the leaders. Um, Delta, if you're listening, please sponsor our podcast. Yeah. Uh, Delta <laughs> was a leader in LGBT rights. They always sponsored Pride, and my mom worked there since the 70s, actually, and they allowed domestic partner benefits before oh, right on. that was Delta the health insurance company, to clarify, not the airline. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> or no, no, Delta the airline. Oh, they, oh I thought you meant There's like health your, insurance. as far as your – because you, you, you said of talking about like checking the box for single on health insurance and things. Oh, and I don't know if you no, meant no, no. certain health companies were able to like no, circumvent no. those. Delta say, because, that sounds unlike a health insurance company to go out of their way to like, you know what? We'll insure someone else too, even though we legally don't have to. No, Delta oh, Airlines, airline. because a lot of flight attendants are gay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm sure yeah. that they wanted to be able to extend them the same benefits because when you work for the airline, your spouse gets to fly oh, for free. I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. that people could fly together. They made it less about having a marriage certificate and more, you know, everybody can have That's one good. person that they fly for free with and cover yeah. domestic benefits early on. Um, so Louisiana, uh, I believe they signed the bill into law to make it so that LGBT couples can no longer domestically, legally domestically abuse each other. Oh, Jesus. Uh, So before, if if a woman hit a woman or a man hit a man and you called the police, they wouldn't do any, that was not a crime. Oh. Because apparently it can only be in... a friendly fight. Yeah. (laughs) It's just a pillow fight. So that would... Oh, wait. so So the law that they signed now is... Saying that you can't, it can be considered domestic abuse now? Or? Yes, okay. yes. So it's a positive step for Louisiana in that way. But yeah. when they were trying to get wider benefits, and, and Louisiana and South Carolina were the two remaining states that did not have that protection in place. Yikes. South Carolina is the, the scary Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> There's a, they're the ones who wanted to secede over abortion. Oh, my God. It's that important to them. Yeah. So <laughs> with... With this law, they were trying to also lump in the protection of LGBT people mm-hmm. in the workplace. So you can't fire somebody for being gay. And uh, they got tripped up on the gender identity part of it. Of course. And one of the state senders or whatever was like, so I could come to work one day and say, I feel like a woman today. It's like, no, nobody's uh, going to fucking do that. No. But also... What would that do? Would right. that be like you're fired? Yeah, I'm confused. <laughs> if anything, get out of like, here. All right. Well, Gary, Gary's a little annoying today, but we're just gonna we're, just nobody look at him. Gary, Gary's being high maintenance. Gary's uh, doing that thing where he says he feels like a woman because he's being transphobic, but he's not. Yeah. Just leave him alone. <laughs> oh, that's that's the worst. That's I feel so terrible because like there. I feel like my cisgender privilege needs to be checked so often when thinking about like LGBT rights in general because mm-hmm. I don't I don't I'm not necessarily affected by any any obviously like anti-trans legislation but they truly do have like such a fight ahead of them. We have a fight ahead of us for on their behalf and Yeah. Ugh, I don't know. Just I mind just your own awful. business. Mind your fucking. It literally should just be called the mind, like mind your fucking business. Yeah. That, if I was a senator, I would introduce a bill that said, "Mind your fucking business." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. fine. And then it, it would just say, "Everything's fine." Grant rights to everyone. <laughs> yeah, it's all fine. Well, so all the office Susans can deal with it. <laughs> I. So, Susan, I feel like Susan is the most lesbian name I know. Susan, it is, yes. but it's also Susan. Like Susan to me brings up like 
Like that lady in the I guess that's more of a Debbie. Yeah. Well, I think Debbie is the lady in your office who Susan I feel is like who wears shoulder pads but also wants to have like a company outing sometime. Yeah. Like that's Susan. Oh, <laughs> so you, do you think Susan is like really cool with like the corporate card when you guys go out to like happy hour maybe? <laughs> yeah, well, and she's Debbie like, is the one who's being really stuffy about it. Yeah, like I feel like Susan would be like, "Ooh, let's all get about like a pitcher of sangria, but if anybody orders anything more, she's like, "Are you sure? Yeah, do you la- love your body? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't everybody headed out now anyway? Why do yeah. we need this? <laughs> oh God! Well, that's a bummer. How, how many? Just out of curiosity, how many gay Susans do you know in real life? Uh, forty-five, forty-six. No, I'm just kidding. I don't. I don't actually know. Actually, no, I do know. The only Susan that I know is a woman married to a woman. She's my friend's wife. Is she married to Debbie? She's married to a Lola. Lola. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she's a friend name. of mine. Uh, that's funny. The only Susan I know is gay. <laughs> I know three lesbian Susans. Do you? <laughs> three lesbian Susans, and then if you go to fictional characters, that's, a lot. <laughs> there's a bunch more. Really? Yeah. Right? Like on Seinfeld. Um, wasn't Susan George Costanza's and so. she, she had a lesbian tryst. She left him or he broke up with her and then she became yes, a lesbian. Yeah. Yeah. So that was Susan. Wasn't the, what and then on Friends? Friends. Yes. Carol Not and his, Susan. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So yeah. his ex's Such name was name. Car- Carol or Carolyn. Was her Ka- name Carolyn? No, it was Carol. Ca- Carol. Yeah. Carol. Okay. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Carol and Susan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Now I'm going to notice it everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Le- uh, look out for the lesbian Susans. I don't know any lesbian Susans. You're going to, you're going to meet one like tomorrow. Tomorrow for sure. <laughs> now that we've talked about it, it's one of those things. Like, it's when you realize it's there, then you see them everywhere. Like, if you were shopping for like a moped, all of a sudden you would notice all the mopeds around you. Yeah, everywhere. I think there's pay a special ge- attention to them. There's a German word for that. Uh, recognizing all Susans as lesbians <laughs> <laughs> somewhere. There's got to be. Okay, so so that's what's going on in Louisiana. Ugh. So if if your partner is abusing you, you can now call the cops. Congratulations. Yeah, seriously. Also, get out of that relationship. Yeah. <laughs> also, you have many other things to consider. Please. But, yeah. Please get out of that. Um, the next thing that happened this week was there was an announcement of the female reboot of Lord of the Flies. Two dudes Hello. are remaking Lord of the Flies with all women, which defeats the point of Lord of the Flies. I, I, I got so excited when you said <laughs> two dudes are making an all-female reboot. Yay. There's so many videos about like that. Yeah. <laughs> Only women are on this island. Yeah. What are they going to do? <laughs> and they're all like glistening under a water. Fall. <laughs> it's the beginning of Wonder Woman. Yeah, it, <laughs> it is. Yeah. Wonder Woman movie. Oh man, I would I would absolutely pay to watch that. Mm-hmm. I so who have they announced any like casting decisions or anything? Or is this one of those no, like? No, it's this just is announcing the, the reboot since it's a hot thing right now to remake. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a hot thing a to ruin dudes. movies that with a lot of dudes for other dudes. Like, oh, it's yeah. gonna ruin it. You're yeah. ruining my childhood. Well, they're making Ocean's Eleven with like yes, all yeah. they are. Ocean's I can't eight. wait for that. Yeah, that that one I'm excited about. I was excited about Ghostbusters. I would love to see an all female reboot of Star Wars. Ooh, because I think it would destroy men. That's would, the only reason. That I think would be the singularity. So many men, they would all like. Uh, wow, if you thought Charleston was bad, this would be like a million lightsabers <laughs> yeah, yeah. just marching on it would LA. Be a million lightsabers, and then like, oh god, can you imagine like the nerd uprising? I there's no community more. First of all, it would be like GamerGate, but a million times worse. Like 
all the Gamergate guys fall would fall into that like the the Venn diagram, I guess, of that like middle part of guys who hate women and also love sci-fi and like Star Wars. Oh, it would just be so bad. I want it. I want it to happen. <laughs> I I'm if I had the budget I would make the web series of all yeah <laughs> uh, but I'm pretty sure somebody would kill me right <laughs> I don't know enough Star Wars to do a reboot reboot I'll just make really it super either. gay I'll just make it like super gay and like sexual and then yeah. like, that'll be my reboot for it mm-hmm. yeah I know that'd be fun I think then a lesbian Lord of the Flies would be more interesting than just a plain. All yeah. female reboot because I think then then you have the drama right oh the drama the Could you and the climaxing Could you so much climaxing <laughs> lots the of climaxing climaxing all over the place a lot of so talking much about. love so many like so many feelings being hurt and then being like so many feelings so many old flames being rekindled like can you imagine like the emotional roller coaster of all the relationships that would take place oh my gosh within this like isolated community of ladies I'm just waiting for do you think it's I I say this knowing it's already happened but like a bachelor style show with just women imagine what that would be like didn't they they try I know shout out love like that was was like sexual and that was more like look at me I'm very sexual type of lady yeah yeah Tila Tequila isn't who is she married to now? She's I don't know. She has like a, she's like a, she does have a child and she's an alt right member. So. She is yeah. alt right. Yeah, I, I think read she's that a, recently. I think she's a flat earther too. Is she? Yeah, she's a flat earther, <laughs> alt right. She's all of them. She doesn't nine eleven truther. Yeah, she's everything. You know Tila who's a nine eleven a nine eleven truther? Who? Future guest of the Diking Out podcast, Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah. Oh, is she a truther? She's a 9-11 I never knew that about her. She is. I learned it by listening to Alec Baldwin's (laughs) (laughs) podcast, Here's the Thing, which I really enjoy. He's very charming. He's very charming. He had Rosie O'Donnell on, and they were talking about how she's a 9-11 truther. And What is her particular, uh, does she believe that it was a government organ, like, Orchestrated by the U.S. government? Yeah, I think she, she thinks it was orchestrated by the U.S. government so that we could go to war. And I mean, I guess that's kind of like a line of the other truth or theories that I've heard. So her her thing was like all these people attack me for believing 9-11 was an inside job. But then you ask people if the JFK assassination oh. was an inside job and people were like, maybe. Yeah. So she's <laughs> like, so if thing. you believe they'll, they'll <laughs> do that, like what makes this even crazier? Like, mm, I don't know. I think the I think the logistics of pulling it off were pretty. I don't know. I. Uh, I, I do I, – I found myself for a while – when I was younger, I got into reading – I forgot where I read it, but I started believing in that for a second, the 9-11 truther stuff, oh, only no. because of this – yeah, because I, I don't know. I was like 20 years old or something, and I just like read it, and I thought it was real. But it was – it turned out to be some crap. But the whole like the, the jet fuel can't melt steel beams thing, that was like their main – I think that's like their main selling point of that whole theory. And it's all people who all flunked science. Yeah. <laughs> And it's always on websites that are like some really long URL.net or something. Yeah. I don't know. It's fine. I mean, the, the thing with conspiracies, it's like if 
if they had any credibility, it should be sort of easy to prove it. Yeah. Or a little bit more compelling than... <laughs> it shouldn't just exist in the bowels of the internet. Yeah, it shouldn't just exist on Infowars. I can't wait to talk to Rosie O'Donnell about that. That's the first thing I'm going to bring up when we eventually have her on as a guest. Oh, I'm afraid to bring that up. Because that's, that's the one thing that's Rosie. at odds with my total... Oh, yeah. With your total love. love. of Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> but that's okay. You know, she can have her truths. Yeah. And I'm not going to judge her. No. I might. I like Rosie O'Donnell. I don't know. Yeah. I don't like her as much as you do, but just, we'll just, see. Just to be clear, don't say that. She's listening. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, ju- just to be clear, the official position of the Diking Out podcast <laughs> is that 9-11 was not an inside job. Correct. Uh, we do not believe or endorse that. We do not. I think we, we hold a lot of responsibility to our listeners <laughs> to do. deliver the truth. And we have a lot of power. Yeah. Over the social landscape of the country. <laughs> so oh my. yeah, I don't know I don't know why why men are rebooting this. There there's also um there was a book written by a, a female author about fifty beauty contestants who were stranded on a desert island and then what happens there. So it's not like this narrative and, and there there are some other situations yeah. that have kind of explored the scenario of what if there were only women trying to build a, a civilization? But these two dum-dums, of course, <laughs> maybe they're not dum-dums. Maybe they'll hire me one day Yeah, to <laughs> prove they're not dum-dums. <laughs> that would really prove it. That's <laughs> the only way you can prove you're not the a only- dum-dum, Hollywood men. <laughs> Give me a high-paying job. <laughs> <laughs> not even high-paying. I just, just like a job. I just want the credit. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to call my mom and be like, wait, wait after the movie. Don't get up and leave. Yeah. Right away. <laughs> no, stay longer. Stay longer. <laughs> but that they think that they're the first ones to want to get into the the teenage female psyche and yeah. explore that. <laughs> and that, I wonder if they just have, I, I didn't research much about these two guys, but I wonder if they just have a couple of teenage daughters who are the worst. Yeah. And they're like, let's just make a movie for these fucking terrible people. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, oh man, my daughter is totally the Roger. Is that, that's the name of the the bad one on Lord of the Flies, right? I think so. I don't know. I think it's Roger. I need to look it up. Yeah. No idea. Next time I'm going to make you prepare a book report. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're all going to have to submit book reports to listen to this podcast. All these lesbian literary references. (laughs) I mean, this isn't a lesbian lit reference, but it might be one day. Mm-hmm. Huh. I don't know. Yeah, the reboot. What the is reboot. your favorite lesbian reference? Like, what's your favorite in like all of movies or books? <gasps> have, do you have one like minor moment in like an otherwise very popular work that you just clung on to forever? Uh moment I in do. a popular work. Yeah, like a movie or like a book. Can I just tell you mine? Sure. Uh, well, fried green tomatoes in the book. How the uh, what was her name? Iggy Threadgood. She was like my. She, it was like it was it was so much more obvious that they were gay in the book than and then when I saw the movie I was just supremely disappointed by how they never quite fleshed out that whole relationship. Uh-huh. But that would be that would be my favorite by far. I think they should remake that movie. Fried green tomatoes. Fried green tomatoes. Why? Absolutely. Because I mean it's good, but I just think they you should want it to be it. more gay. I want it to be gayer. Yeah. yeah. I oh. need a gayer version of that. Fully gay. For me, it's a book that I read called The Miseducation of Cameron Post. I've heard of this. You've heard of it? I've never heard of it. Oh, you never heard of it. Have you heard of it, Chewie? No. I read this maybe four years ago or so. It's such an awesome book. And I think growing up in the Midwest, Sarah, Mm -hmm. you would appreciate it. But it is about somebody who grows up in the Midwest and realizes that 
She's a lesbian, and her I believe her parents die in a car accident, and it happens the day that she kisses her friend for the first time. What? So she is convinced that this is punishment for her kissing a woman, so she carries all this guilt about her feelings. But the one part in it was that she would rent these movies that had like a tiny, tiny drop of gayness in it and seek out these movies and oh watch those parts over and over. I'm like, yes, that was me. Absolutely. That was me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's a lot of gay. It is a lot of gay. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm a literate gay. I'm like, I don't know. I don't, I, was there a lesbian big in Clifford the Big Red Dog? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Was you look he a rescue? Enough. Yeah. Behind the bush. <laughs> behind Clifford is He's two lesbians. Behind Clifford is two lesbians in sensible khakis. <laughs> Why do you think they made him so big? Yeah. <laughs> to hide the gayness from the children. <laughs> Amazing. Those uh, were so good. You know who I saw last night? Do you remember that? This is not a gay thing at all. This is just like an old pop cultural reference thing. Remember that show Blues Clues? Yeah. yeah. The guy that hosted that. The Steve. First guy? Yeah, Steve. Yeah, he sat at my bar and had dinner last night. And at wow. The, he was just by himself. Nice guy. Like, had a quick dinner. And then I was like, God, he looks fucking familiar. And I didn't want to, like, like stare at him. But I, in my, I kept it to myself. But I was like, when he hands me his credit card to pay... I fucking guarantee his name is Steve. And it was. Wow. And then I Googled it just to be sure, and it was definitely him. Uh, But he's one of those obscure celebrities that had a very, uh, like, very real death hoax happen to him. Yeah. Where, like, the whole internet thought he was dead. Yeah. And then he had to, like, come out and prove that he wasn't dead. (laughs) Which I guess really is just leaving your house. (laughs) I mean, like... Hi, I exist. It's like the easiest like rumor to disprove, I suppose, that you're dead. Yeah, I don't know who starts these. I don't know. I, death hoaxes. Was, there were all these rumors about how he left Blue's Clues because he was on drugs and all this shit. But I yeah. googled it from work, and it turns out he, in many interviews, says literally the reason I, I left the show is because I was beginning to go bald, and it was too much. Like it was a kid's mm, show, and yeah. I was supposed to be this young guy, and they just decided. He was beginning to show age and didn't couldn't be on the show anymore. And he is bald, so yeah. I believed it. But he's wow. a nice guy. I, I'm so impressed that you identified him if he was yeah. not only bald, but to, <laughs> to pick out a, a mediocre-looking white oh, man yeah. I, <laughs> of a certain age as a lesbian. I know, that's right? Pretty... It's, it's, it's more of a nod to my babysitting past. That's how I made money when I was a teenager, and mm-hmm. that was always the television show that oh. was on in the houses that I would babysit for for some reason. I've, I sure. think I've seen every single episode of that show just by watching, like, toddlers when I was in high school. But yeah. I, I just, I don't know, there was something about his face that I that that was familiar to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he is in every way an average white male, so you would think that he would just fly under my radar, but <laughs> no. My, my knack for spotting washed-up B-list celebrities is much stronger than you might think, regardless of who they are. I, w- I was at a bar once in New York, and Ferguson from Clarissa Explains It All was there. <gasps> really? Did you? And he's also bald, so really? he wears a fedora. <laughs> of course he does. And, yeah. and it was karaoke night, and he crushed it singing uh, Eminem. I don't remember which what? one, but nice. yeah, he went all in. But I would have never spotted him. Yeah. And my friend's boyfriend yeah. was like, dude. That's Ferg face. So, like what? So how do you pick Ferg these people didn't out? necessarily like announce himself. Like he wasn't that guy that's like. Oh no I was no on, no. Okay. So yeah. I thought yeah. okay. No, he was under the radar. It would have been cooler if he was like Ferg face in the house. I'm Slim Shady, you know. Yeah. But uh, 
instead. That's interesting. Uh, yeah, he, he just hangs out at this. I, I've seen him multiple times there, and... I would uh, never, ever know cool. him if I, if I, I interact with yeah, him, I don't I think. I still don't know who you're talking about. Oh, Clarissa uh, explains it all. Did you watch that show? Mm-mm. Oh, my God. I had a crush <laughs> on... I had a definite crush on Clarissa when yeah. I was young. Looking back, that's what it was. Yeah. But, um, it was a her- show about, like, a teenage girl... Who was, it was on Nickelodeon, I think. Oh, yeah. I, have, I didn't grow up with Nickelodeon. Oh, man, uh, that's all I had. Like, I, I think I might have a... I don't know if I was just drunk and just shouting Scott Foley. I thought I saw Scott Foley. <laughs> I remember walking by and shouting, Scott Foley! Scott Foley! And he was like staring at me like, what the fuck? I was like, so I don't know. But maybe it was Scott Foley. Maybe it was just a stranger, a white guy in a hockey jersey that I thought was Scott Foley. That sounds like something Scott Foley would wear, a hockey jersey. <laughs> yeah, I buy it. That was Scott Foley. That was. What a cool interaction. <laughs> Being a drunk teenager shouting, Scott <laughs> <laughs> That's what I love about New York is whenever you see someone, you're like, wow, that looks just like that one fucking actor that only did that one thing a long time ago. Oh, it is. Yeah. But now he's on absolutely. Scandal, though, so. <laughs> oh, he is? Oh, good for him. I didn't know that. Yeah. Who's the he guy is. that was on Buffy? Obviously, I mean, you know this. The one that, what was his name? The, David the, Boreanaz? No, the one who the goofy ended guy? up being like washed out and like... Do, on drugs and stuff. The guy that played Spike or the guy the that guy played... The guy that played the, their friend. Oh, like the goofy guy. Oh, Xander. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he has a twin brother in real life. He's a yeah. twin. Figured, okay. Because um, isn't Scott Foley a twin or am I thinking of somebody else now? No, 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 no. You are thinking of uh, Jeremy... Um, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeremy... The guy who... He was in one of the Scream movie. Or he, he was on um, Party of Five. He yep. was the the boyfriend of Nev Campbell. Yeah, that's who I'm thinking of. Never yeah. mind. I was trying to. I was trying to think of like... Like, were there just a lot of twin pairs throughout all the 90s guys? Yeah, yeah. He, he was a twin, and the guy who played Xander, his name's leaving me right now, but he's kind of a, a sad yeah, a sad case. Yeah. Oh. I think he's getting help. I think after That's his good. last arrest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I also, of the 90s, like, hot ladies on TV saw uh, Tiffany Amber Thiessen recently. Who's that? Oh, she's uh, Kelly. Kelly Kapowski. OMG. She's still got it. Yeah? So hot. Damn. Like, is she teeny tiny? Is she Um, like... I would say she's average size. She's she's very like fit and thin, but she's not... She's... She was a little bit taller than I thought she would be. Okay, yeah. She's the kind of person that I would think you'd see her in person and And be like... like, 4'9". Yeah. (laughs) Like 4'9 and like weighs as much as a shoe. Yeah, (laughs) just like... uh, Yeah, she's... No, she was fairly average height, but yeah, yeah, she came in to the restaurant. This This is months ago, but she like... You could tell... That was one of those moments where you could instantly tell the age range of the people you work with. Because the ones who recognized her right away were like, holy shit. We're, they're all the like 30 plus year olds and the 22 year olds were like, who's that? <laughs> like, how dare you? You don't know Kelly fucking Kapowski. <laughs> so I want to take this in a gay direction. What, what was the gayest thing about Saved by the Bell? Jesse Spano. I was going to say Tori. Oh, God. I forgot about Tori. <laughs> Chewy, did you not watch Saved by the Bell either? <laughs> I saw a couple You're awfully episodes. quiet. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I remember oh, that. Tori. Remember. Ke- oh, So Kelly man. Kapowski disappeared yeah. for one season maybe. Yeah. And Tori came in and she was just like this dyke, her leather dykes jacket on bikes. glory. Yeah, yeah. she was she was like this, bikes for <laughs> She was this motorcycle dyke. <laughs> and she like comes in holding her helmet and she's like, what's up? And like... <laughs> Kicking lockers and yeah. being just like she was so like kind gay. of a bully. She was like 
She was just like the what was her what her what was her narrative? Was she like from a bigger city? Like they never tell you where they're from. They're just like I oh that remember. city girl. Yeah, she just they're in Bayside. Up. I think she might have been. She wasn't from. New- what about the character that Leah Remini played, Stacy Carosi? Uh, Stacy Carosi. <laughs> she was kind of gay. She in her was kind of gay. Yeah. I I think that's uh-huh. just because her voice. Yeah, Leah Remini Leah has Remini always has given has me a... like mage vibes, but that's just because she has like a like that that raspy like tough girl voice. But she was a Scientologist, right? Right. Yeah, she was. So if you're a Scientologist, you're either on drugs or gay. If, right. if you're a celebrity Scientologist, Absolutely. you're only in it from from blackmail. Or yeah. you, you only check in for the first time because you have a drug problem. Right. Or because they blackmail you because they find out you're gay. But but her family was actually all Scientologists. Yeah. Oh, so, so she gets excused from that. And she's yeah. like come all the way out of that system. She right? left. Okay, yeah. yeah. And now she's, she's no like longer show, clear. Like, now she has a show like, where she just like dives into Scientology and why it's like... A scam and all oh, okay. that. Yes. Yeah. She she went from being a big defender of it to exposing it after yeah. Yeah. after they basically hid the the wife of the guy in charge and that was her friend and she's like, What's wrong with you guys? Why doesn't anybody care that nobody's seen this woman in a year and she was all our good friend? Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. I didn't know that. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. She I I remember I remember being more into her character. You like Jesse Spano because she's tall. I know. I think I also you guys, thought she was Jesse hot. Spano was gay. Like she was so driven and like so. I mean, she had Slater obviously, but I never felt that she was committed to Slater. Like she had him around for like political purposes because she needed to appear straight to like. I don't know, just to like advance her like her her like well roundedness. I don't know. I just I never bought them as a couple. Not because he was like a meathead athlete and she was like. The smart, you know, like the super brainiac one. Mm-hmm. I just felt like she was going to be my girlfriend instead. That's why I thought. I don't know. I I still I I like definitely had the biggest. I would say the biggest crush on her character, followed closely by Stacy Carosi in her seasons, and then I guess Kelly Kapowski by default. But Kelly was like such a babe. Yeah. Now mm-hmm. I, I think I only had a crush on. Jesse, though I think objectively speaking, Lisa Turtle, I think was oh yeah the understated babe of the show. She's she cute. was such a babe. I think she's a babe. That's yeah. more Chewy's type. She's, <laughs> <laughs> she's cute. Uh, I don't know. Like my like growing up, my I'm I don't know what my first TV crush was. I, it could have been like Darla from Angel, or it could have been Fancy from the Jamie Foxx show. Uh, <laughs> both. So I don't know which one was first, but mm. yeah, those were my TV crushes growing up. That before I even knew I was gay, I was like, I don't know why I really like watching their scenes. Yeah, <laughs> amazing <laughs> characters. <laughs> I always thought J- uh, Jane from Daria, Daria's little friend, was like oh, yeah. was like kind of in like an animated like cartoon way. I sort of identified with her a little bit. I was yeah, like, oh, I, I had a crush on Jane. Yeah, Jane was hot. Yeah, yeah. I would like to see a live action. Remake live action of lesbian Daria. remake. I think <laughs> either, has that been kicked around before? Either uh, maybe on Pornhub. There's like a lot of, <laughs> lot oh, of live action. Been kicked I think every, that's where they're getting remake. nowadays movie to like ideas. They're just searching all the live action porn remakes. <laughs> You're like, oh, all woman version of this. Yeah. Interesting. I have to make them lesbians. Okay, <laughs> hold on. Let, let's 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 workshop this. <laughs> it was either College Humor or Funny or Die did a Daria live action movie trailer but no actual movie so it was a big tease oh okay (laughs) I would like to see the real one I just know because my improv teacher at the time was the cheerleader was Brittany oh really in it oh god I wonder who would play all those characters I feel like Ruby Rose could pull off Jane 
Oh, Ruby Rose. Wouldn't that be an interesting Jane? Oh, yeah, Ruby but, Rose. I've but heard. I always thought Jane was Asian. Oh, oh yeah, she. Uh, is she? Yeah, I think you're right. You're right. She I, is. I also did not watch Dory. <laughs> <laughs> what did I'm you watch? A horrendous guest on this. <laughs> I did not watch Dory. Nah, well, maybe we should get into the the topic then. <laughs> yeah, Something I, that I know that Chewy can talk about. Polyamory is our topic All for today. Right. Uh, quick intro. I know we said that uh, Chewy is a stand up comedian. I've known her since very early in my stand up life. We did a, a queer comedy show together at Metropolitan, and she was so funny and Thank had you. a bit about strip clubs that oh, yeah. slayed yeah, me. Club. I loved it. So funny. <laughs> Thank you. And it really spoke to me from my <laughs> experience. I could relate. And strip clubs. But yeah, Chewy, Chewy May. Catch her around New York and yeah. look, her, look yeah. her up online. Very funny. Catch Thank one you. of her shows. So, so Chewy, tell us about your... You just got out of a polyamorous... I don't know if it was like... I, uh, <laughs> of sorts. It was my... She was... Uh, like I, I was just telling her earlier on, like... Uh, I wasn't in love with her, but like, I was just like in love with this life that she introduced me to. Like she was, when I met her, she was polyamorous and mm. into BDSM, and I was like, okay, I can get behind both of these, and I did. And then she eventually became monogamous with her boyfriend, and then I, then it was taken away from me. Like, but I, it yeah. was also awkward when she, because before dumping me, she was like, okay, I'll, I'm with him, I'm in love with him, but I could also see you too, and I would catch myself getting jealous because like she was mm-hmm. my favorite but i'm not i wasn't her favorite so, but oh. i was still dating other people at the time so it was a little bit hypocritical for me to be jealous because i was also dating other people but uh, i liked being i don't know i don't know if it's just a performer thing or just a narcissist <laughs> thing or like i have to be your favorite yeah well, yeah so, I, I mean, I, I guess this is the wrong this is the wrong crowd to be like, is that what it is? And we're like, no, yeah, I, I could see wanting to be the favorite. Absolutely. Of course we do. <laughs> I mean, did you, were you down with the idea of polyamory before you got into it? Or were you like, I'm really into this woman, so I'm willing to deal with this polyamorous lifestyle if that means I get to be with this person? I guess both. Because like, even when I met her, I was seeing an somebody else too yeah. yeah and then while dating her i met somebody else too <laughs> but so i was like i guess i was into that uh the only thing that was like a downfall for me was i'm i'm a jealous per- it, it was very difficult <laughs> for me to be like dating all these people but yet be jealous when they date other people yeah yeah so and then so like when you met her did she did she disclose right did she have this guy in her life when she met you no uh, oh, okay. she met him after Okay. Uh, but she was, but like when we met, she was already with somebody else, like not okay. him, and uh, opened up at, that she was polyamorous. Okay. So she was, okay. So she disclosed it right away. It wasn't yeah. like something that. I don't know. And it's good to be open. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have know you ever I been? Could... No, no. I couldn't. Oh. There's no way. I thought maybe you would well, have just because you've been with so many straight women. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've been with women who currently had like. I was with someone for a while that had a fiance the whole time. Oh, but, did you know? But secretly. Oh, but he I didn't knew. know. Of course I knew. He didn't know. He so didn't. that's oh, not polyamory. That's, that's just not. her cheating. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's all that was. <laughs> Big difference. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I could. It's hard. It's hard to think about that in terms of like what I would be into just because I'm in a committed relationship right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I absolutely went through a phase in New York where I was dating multiple people at any given time but I didn't I didn't have amor, you know the amory part of that I didn't have amorous feelings for any of them it was um, it was mm-hmm. like purely just like casually dating a, multiple women at the same time yeah. um 
none of them knew that though. Oh, so so, so, so that's I was like why... sort of I wasn't committing to anyone. I wasn't like I wasn't not I wasn't lying to anyone. Yeah. I was just mm-hmm. not. I wasn't telling. I wasn't saying the full truth. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, like she told me the full truth. She was like, yeah. Like, like when they became serious and I saw on their Facebook, I was like, oh, yeah, it says that you're in a relationship right now. And she was like, yeah, only with him and with you. I was like, oh, okay. But then I would – I I guess because us being so far apart from each other was also a factor. But, like, the biggest factor for me was, like, I would see them on Facebook together. Oh, and then yeah, I'd like, like social media. But why am I not in it? Right. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But why, though? <laughs> was this a long-distance thing? Uh, we weren't like in a relationship. Relationship, we were not. Honestly, okay. it, it just hurts because it was. I I get attached. And yeah, she, yeah. She was my favorite because she introduced me to a lot of things. But yeah. <laughs> um, the the Facebook thing reminds me. I I had a friend who was casually seeing another friend of ours, and you know they weren't they weren't. I don't think I don't know. They didn't have like a talk or anything, but they had definitely hooked up a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. And he was just really busy and stuff. And then one day on Facebook, she posted. I'm so proud of my boyfriend who's now a homeowner. And he saw it and he's like, that's weird. I don't own a home. <laughs> oh. I had no idea that oh, she was no. seeing in a serious relationship with oh. somebody else. Bummer. Who, who she might even be married to now. Yeah. But that that was how he found out that. Oh, I don't I didn't buy a house. It wasn't just oh, the two of them. Wait, yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't know if like social media helps with polyamory, because I do have like another friend who's like a healthy polyamorous person where all her partners know about each other, and she tries to not not neglect any of them. Mm-hmm. But then again, she doesn't post on all of her social medias that like, oh my god, date night with my girlfriend or boyfriend. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm if sure it that helps. probably is a huge factor in in like each party. If there's, I'm just like assuming, like just say simplify it and say three parties are aware of each other. Yeah. It might be hard to be the person who. Is aware of the other person, but doesn't necessarily want to see all of it all the time. Yeah. Doesn't want to see that person all the time. I mm-hmm. think that would be complicated oh, at yeah. the very least by social media. Definitely. I I have a gay male friend who entered a he he had been in a committed relationship with his boyfriend for eight years or something mm-hmm. like that, and then they broke up. And then the next relationship he got in was a polyamorous one, and it was a guy and his boyfriend who had been together for a while, mm-hmm. and they were polyamorous. And in his last relationship, they said that they were in an open relationship, but I never knew either one of them to really act on it. Yeah. And when I met with him, he said he never thought of himself as somebody who would be in a polyamorous relationship like that, but that... It's actually, once you're in it, it feels a lot more normal than you think it would. Yeah. And it actually works out really well for them. And okay. that, that they both. But it always seems, though, that it revolves around. Well, because isn't what, there like, is one there person. one person who's like the point person of the relationship? That's you know what, what I mean? It seems like, like, that's, I feel like that's got to be what it is. And I, and I guess for. But maybe not always, because then I knew yeah. another gay guy couple where they invited another man into their bedroom, basically. Yeah. So this guy was having sex with both of them. Yeah. So they were all fooling around together. Whereas in this other case, it's just the two guy or the the one guy has two guys. Right. Yeah. And but they those don't... guys are friends with each other, but they're not. They don't sexually interact? I don't think okay. that that could have changed, though. That was a couple years ago. Yeah. I, I wonder how that would work out in a in a lesbian relationship where 
all parties are women. Are like, women. Have you uh, ever heard of that? Yeah. Well, all women? All women. Because um, most people I know that are in polyamorous relationships are like bisexual or pansexual. Mm-hmm. But like all women, I don't know. Because I feel like with that, yeah, it that- <laughs> could be a lot worse. I think the emotional aspect would probably get a little more complicated in that case. Well, that's why I'm suspect of it for for a lesbian to be involved in a polyamorous relationship because we do tend to be more emotional and form emotional connections very fast Mm -hmm. and get very attached fast that to to be able to not get upset about the other person is very hard. Or to be the person who is that kind of point person in the relationship like I can't imagine having two girlfriends like I don't know how the fuck I do like who it's has awesome. the time yeah. I know, it's like and, uh, I want to get all Larry David about it like I don't have the time but it's that's that's literally kind of what it would feel like like how I I just a relationship is such an all-encompassing like this like beautiful wonderful thing but that requires so much of your time and your energy. I just, I, I do not see how you can give yeah. equally to two people. Maybe you can. Maybe I'm just completely ignorant on the subject. But until someone feels neglected, and I felt yeah. neglected, and then I lashed out, and then she was like, "Fuck you." Then I'm like, "No, please come back. I'm sorry." Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like it's like same thing with friendships. Everybody, yeah. you can have multiple friends, but there's definitely like one that's more your favorite than the other yeah. one. Yeah, mm. it's like you have. I don't know. I just feel like you have a certain amount of like amount of energy and amount of love I guess to give and you, if if one person whatever this other one person gets is something that the other one can't have I suppose but I guess mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm wrong I mean I I'm I'm sure people are in long term you know polyamorous relationships where that's not the case where there is enough like love and attention oh, yeah. to go around but Are you thinking about getting into Dungeons and Dragons? Maybe you're looking to expand your horizons as a DM or a player. If that's the case, then it's time for you to check out The Dungeon Cast, the best D&D podcast out there that helps you passively learn all about the game just by listening. Find The Dungeon Cast anywhere you get podcasts or on YouTube. And, like, my friend that isn't a healthy one, and she she actually uh, gave me advice during this time. She was like, this is what you got to do in the beginning if you want to be in this, but polyamory is not for everyone. And she says, uh, like, all her partners know each other. Like, Mm -hmm. Like, if one person starts feeling jealous about the other one, then... They meet. <laughs> really? And it's they like she, hold a summit. Because <laughs> like if you want to be with both, and one is definitely unhappy, you want to make them happy and make them calm. Like oh, this is... and she <laughs> tells me stories like, um, one partner will give advice on the other partner, not trying to like destroy the other partner's relationship. But like really? Oh, yeah. She she tells me that Oof. if you want, I could ask, ask her if you want her to be on the podcast. She's very insightful. Yeah. But, uh, wow. Yeah. She's She tells me Ugh, that like they all know each other and that they even give advice about each other. Like to each other's faces? Yeah. She's like, wow. like she'll be like, oh, I don't know what to do about this person. And then they'll give like coping advices or something like that. And it's just like. Hmm. But she's also really cool. I met a couple of her partners and they seemed really nice. Yeah. What's the? Are they both men or are they a woman and a man? Woman and a man. She's okay. bisexual. I guess I can see open relationships where you go out and only have sex. Yeah, yeah. Outside of the relationship, I I can see a world in which that works if you're able to have sex without attachment. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And too much emotion. Though, though I do think it leads to to. Pro- I mean, I don't know. In my mind. I could do it. I did it for a long time. So I could totally see that. But <laughs> I, yeah. I thought I could do it until like you 
meet your match sexually and then you become attached. You're like, oh my God, but you're the best ever. Please don't leave me. Yeah. Yeah. There's always someone better. Always. Yeah. That's just how it is. Oh man. I, I was, I dated for a while. I, sh- I use the term dated. There needs to be another word for it. I, Fucked. Yeah, I pretty much just fucked this woman for like six <laughs> months who was engaged to this like some like high finance like millionaire guy. I remember this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think this happened when I first moved here, but I, definitely I remember you told, told me you about story. this. Yeah. yeah. And she, I think that she was attempting some sort of polyamory from her. And like she, she told me she loved me and like, oh wow. She had like real feelings and I didn't. And it was like, because I was like, you're fucking engaged. Like, I knew the night I met you that you were engaged. Yeah. Like, and I never cared because I was like, oh, this is fun. And she's hot. And, like, she lived in this, like, amazing apartment in the Upper West Side with, like, floor-to-ceiling windows. And, mm-hmm. like, I would literally go over there when her husband or her fiancé would, like, go to work or be out of town. And then I would just leave and I could just have my own life and, like, I could date other people. And she found out about me dating other people and went off the fucking handle. Like, oh. lost it. Like, absolutely lost it. Would send me, like... You know those. You know when you open a text message, it's so long that you have to scroll to yeah. get through the whole bubble. Mm-hmm. Like multiple of those bubbles. Damn. In which I learned that there was a knife emoji. I mean, she was like, "Oh wow, cra-. She's like, "I'll kill her." I'll, Who are you with? Like, how dare you see anyone else? Blah blah blah. Like, you're. She but basically accused me of cheating though. on her. Yeah. It was really fucked up. It was like kind of bizarre because I think that she was, she was devoting, like actual feelings, obviously to two different people. Yeah. And she, we, sh- we should have communicated a little bit more clearly about that. Yeah. You know, I should have been like, I'm not, like, you're not my girlfriend. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it was kind of one of those, I don't know, I had just moved here and I think if I, I think at that situation in some weird universe where I didn't have a girlfriend right now and if that were to happen again, I would know how to treat it differently. But it was, it's all about communication in some sort of like multiple people scenario. Definitely, and again, yeah. her, this was not, she wasn't poly, she, I, I suppose she was attempting her own form of polyamory, but I mm-hmm. think in order to be in polyamorous situation, everyone has to know about each other. Yes. Oh, of course. And he, he sure yeah. as fuck didn't know about me. So, so oh. I, I have a good example too of how not to do polyamory. Uh, a dear, dear friend of mine was in a relationship and she was married to her wife Mm -hmm. Uh and her wife really wanted to have kids and my friend i believe carried her her egg Mm -hmm. they um had a sperm donor and her wife who worked in the pornography industry was going to la a lot her job was kind of picking up and she had to go there more Mm -hmm. had started a relationship with a porn star while my friend was pregnant. Oh, my God. Oh, no. While my friend was pregnant. So was seeing this 22-year-old porn star out in L.A. And then when what? my friend finally found out about it, I think right before the baby was born. And, and my friend, she is such a catch. She, yeah. She's so wonderful and just has such a big heart and is a uh, Really rad lady, mm-hmm. and which makes us suck even more. And her wife then w- proposed this polyamorous setup where she has this bicoastal what <laughs> these bicoastal wives, you know, one in L.A. and oh, and the other 
on the East Coast. This is why it doesn't work for lesbians. It just, it's too much. Like, (laughs) my friend was like, no, no, you you can't just bring this up now after you already started. Yeah, like, that's already, like, you you can't turn cheating into, like, a proposition for polyamory and think that that's normal. Like, I feel like that's how, that's probably how some of those kind of things start. And I think that's how a lot of open relationships start is, like, one person cheats and then they're like, well, actually, or at well, least once let's just turn this into a lifestyle. Like, no, you fucking asshole. No, <laughs> this is terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Ugh. I don't know. I don't know if I could do it. I think I could try. I think I could be the, I could be like one of the, one of the, like the legs of the situation, but not like the, the center of it. Like I could be one of the people, but I wouldn't want to have like brunch meetings with the other the ones, group, you know, like, know. <laughs> it was like it was awkward for me because like he knew about me and he was actually supportive of it, but me being the jealous crazy bitch I am, <laughs> and then I was like, but why not me? Yeah, and then she was like, okay, you need to relax. I was like, okay. Do you think he would have been supportive if you were a dude, or was he only supportive because you're a woman? I don't. I don't think he would have been supportive if I was a dude. Yeah, and also, that's another interesting maybe, dynamic. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe he would have been because he knew that I came first. <laughs> like I yeah. met her first, but they she just fell in love with that one. Oh, that's true. Yeah, those got to be. I think interesting that's, a, that's dynamics. definitely a thing. When if it comes to relationships where there's a woman who has a relationship with both a man and a woman, the man is like okay with this woman thing on the side because mm-hmm. he thinks because like because he's the only dick involved. But I bet I bet if. A lot of those women that have these relationships were all of a sudden like, so I'm going to bring this other guy into the relationship. It would then be a problem. Like, I think that guys look at women and other women as, like, sexy or whatever. Uh, which or, explain... or, or is not a threat. Exactly, not a threat, oh, whereas yeah. often they are. But I, um, but I guess, like, he also didn't view me as a threat because they already, like, announced, like, that they were in love all over everywhere. On social media and so stuff. So maybe, like... yeah. I don't know if he was still seen as a threat if I was a dude. Also, me being Asian, like a lot of times people don't see Asian as a threat. Really? So even mm. if I was a dude, he'd probably be like, all right, well, I have the white penis. <laughs> so I don't know. Oh, my God. That's great. Mm. I mean, I've been approached by women, women before. Again, this is like all before my current relationship that were basically like their boyfriends gave them like a hall pass to go out. And, like, their boyfriends don't care whatever they do as long as it's with a woman, which I always found was really annoying. I mean, I would participate, but it wasn't, like, (laughs) it wasn't, I don't know. It was one of those, like, they were sort of treating me as, like, a novelty, like, well, I can do this, you know, like. Yeah. Like, it's cheat day on your diet or something. (laughs) Like, I've done CrossFit all week, and now I'm going to KFC. Like, it was just, like, a whole... It was like a fun thing for them, and it was fun for me too. But I, I never Kentucky Fried Pussy. <laughs> yeah, that's the name of this episode. Oh, every Kentucky time you Fried see Pussy. <laughs> Can that please be the name? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was always I, I. Looking back, it was kind of bullshit to let myself become someone's like fun side thing. But as long as everyone involved thinks it's fine, then I think it's probably yeah. fine. And you can't lie to yourself that you think it's fine. Right. Yeah, Yeah, you can't lie to yourself. You have to actually believe it's fine. Yeah. I I do feel, and not that I have enough of a sample to pull from, but that the women in these scenarios where maybe they're dating one man and one woman, they tend to end up with the man. Yeah. 
But do you think that's because either that they've been raised with this idea that I'm supposed to end up with a guy, but they want to be with women to fulfill this desire that they have and mm-hmm. this well, love and attraction that they have? In my particular uh, situation, I feel she was more straight than gay. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we would talk about like she, we we did talk about it, like her past. And about, like, her lesbian relationships in the past. And she said, like, none of them worked out because eventually she cheated on all of them. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I guess you're more straight than gay. So yeah. you always go back to the penis. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think there is definitely some kind of going back to what you said, Carolyn, because it's like when they have the option of either or, like, it's like it's like water, the path of least resistance. Like, which which choice here is going to be less less of a thing to have to explain to people or there's the whole you know the reproductive factor of some women hit a certain point and they and they decide they want to have kids and it's easier with a man obviously it's not impossible with either but it's it's definitely easier and i think that that weighs in heavily on the decision as well yeah i think there's a little bit more of a of a biological pull a little bit mm-hmm. more of this is what i'm expected to be and expected to do yeah. and there is something scary about saying no i'm going to just be with a a woman. Yeah, right, which like, is what my girlfriend has done. And she's been going through for the last year this, like, kind of coming out process of sorts to her family and friends and everything. And I've just kind of, like, watched that. And, like, I've been supportive because I know what that's like. Mm-hmm. But to do it at age 31 is different than doing it when you're, like, 22 or whatever, like oh, I yeah. was. So <laughs> I don't know. It's It's been Coming hard for her. But it's, it's, it's definitely an exercise in patience on my part. But I'm... I'm all right. I'm in for it. It's yeah. fine. So what were you going to say to me about that? Oh, no, I was I, I was rooting on the story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. it's uh it's yeah, but she she basically her whole like kind of thing is like I she just happened to fall in love with someone who is a woman and maybe not she's doesn't necessarily identify as gay, but she does not identify as straight yeah. really either because I think, you know, the jig is up there, so. I think like, I'm also seeing as another bisexual girl and it's just like for her, it's she's more les- lesbian than straight. Mm-hmm. Like she doesn't mind penis once in a while, but like she, for emotional and speaking and like bonding, like she prefers women. Mm-hmm. Like she even told me like her past boyfriends, she was an asshole to them all. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I guess you're you want the pussy more. Yeah, <laughs> or it is just probably. I think the emotional and psychological thing is probably. At, at a certain point, like, outweighs, like, the f- maybe the physical benefit of men for yeah. a lot of women, like, yeah. that that sort of pick a path or, you know, one or the other. Because um, at a certain point, like, relationships are so much, they're, they're like this, this complicated thing that is probably, at least from the women that I've spoken to who've experienced both, mm-hmm. a better situation all around with another woman, yeah. you know, so, but... We could be biased. Yeah, know. we're all lesbians. There is a bit of a bias in this room, but <laughs> so when it, when it comes to polyamorous relationships, do you guys think that they're sustainable? Do you know any examples of polyamorous relationships that have lasted? I mean, like with my friend, super. Yeah, but yeah. Like, there's but, some people that try it and can't. Like I, I know stories of like a guy that would bring up like a threesome with a chick, and if the chick likes the threesome more, then he then it shambles yeah but, i don't um, i have a hard time believing that it's long-term sustainable like i i just i don't i don't like you're not gonna have like look what are you gonna do eventually you have kids with one of them and then 
and if there's just the three of you, like, I don't know. It's like, you're not going to go to like a high school graduation and the kid's going to be like, that's my mom and dad and that's Greg. Like, there's no... I think there's an article that came out, though, that like, there's like a married couple and their girlfriend. Oh, really? And they all have joint custody of their child. Oh, well, married couple's child. what do I know? (laughs) I'm over here debbying all over the place. Like, well, I don't think it's possible. Polyamorous people. It could be. I know very little about it. The the closest, I mean, one time when I was single in college, I was sort of seeing two women at the same time, mm-hmm. and I was so wrecked with guilt about it. But did and you like them both like that? Like, like were you, like, emotionally so invested in both of them? There was one who I was really into, and I would have really wanted to be in a relationship with her. And the other one, it was because she was the first person I was hooking up with post a relationship and mm. I just didn't think that she was my type, but she was awesome and she was a cool person to hang out with, but I just couldn't see myself being in a relationship with her, but mm-hmm. I liked hooking up with her and hanging out with her. Mm-hmm. But then this other woman, I was like, I want to take you out on a date. I want to take you on a fancy oh, dinner. Yeah. Oh, I want different. you to fall for me. Yep. Yeah. And I felt so bad about the other one, even though the other one seemed to be kind of on the same page as me. It's not like she ever asked for anything or yeah. wanted anything. And one time we were out at a party and <laughs> I just had like verbal <laughs> diarrhea and it was it was so patronizing and shitty on my part. And I look back and I'm so embarrassed about it. And she was just the nicest person. I'm like, you know, I I'm so sorry, but I went on this date with this other girl and I could just... I don't see myself taking you out on dates, and oh I feel very. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. And I thought I was being nice by giving her a heads up, but I was being a prick. She's like, "Yeah, whatever, it's fine." And yeah. but but I kept going, like you're I couldn't like, stop. I was like, like, "No, no you're but great. I really just, like her. She's hotter. I don't know. I don't." Like, I've, just I've keep done digging that. further and further. I've done that before to a point where she recently, not in college, I'm an adult, <laughs> and I did this not knowing that it was assholey. I did this to her, and then she yelled at me at the bar where she knew about the girl that dumped me, and then she knew that I was upset, and then we were at the bar, and she was, like, trying to kiss up on me. And then I I, I sometimes do something about I, like, space out. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I thought she noticed I spaced out because, like, she moved her head. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking about the other girl. And then she <laughs> flipped. You said, oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking about another girl. Yeah. <laughs> And then she flipped out, cursed me out, cursed me out some yeah. more. And then at home, and then when I went home, and she sent me a text saying, "Oh yeah, by the way, fuck you." By the way, I messaged her, and I was like, "What? Oh no, you ruined it. Ruined no, it. We're, we're going out for ramen later, so it's not, oh, like, okay. it's not like deaded. She understands that I don't know social cues that well, <laughs> so I didn't know that it's bad to tell a girl that you're dating about another girl that you like. Oh yeah, no, yeah. that's that's bad. I didn't yeah. know that until well, she now could, you do. Yeah. We're at the bar, and then she was shouting at me. She's like, so do you view me as a friend, huh? <laughs> do you? Oh, you're my like, God. That was, okay. You're like, I'm sorry. I'm still thinking about the other girl. <laughs> Can we do this later? Sorry. Actually, I'm going to go. I'm just going to go text her. I'm texting her right now. <laughs> oh, man. I've done some assholey things, too. It's okay. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the word. Oh, yeah, I've done a lot. It's bad. I, I messed it up in, in that case because the one that I really liked ended up kind of ghosting me a little bit. <laughs> and when I... I was like, "What? What's up?" Like, I thought things were good. It was before winter break in college, yeah. mm. and then I got back and hadn't heard from her at all. And I started stalking her on MySpace. Oh, which back is in what MySpace. you do. Oh, this is a while ago. This then. is a while. Did you write, ago. Did you write <laughs> a Zanga a post? Yeah. Yeah. Poem, Gene. <laughs> a, a vague Zanga post, clearly directed to her. 
Don't you original hate it when you're ghost? <laughs> no, I, I saw that she was seeing this other person. A dude? Who, no, a woman other person. who was a necrophiliac. <laughs> what? What the fuck? I know. And I felt so rejected. I'm like... I, I just Wait. got she picked a necrophil this weird necrophiliac <laughs> over me and and then this weird thing happened where I was out with my friends and then she was there on a date with this girl. Explain and, how you know she's a nec- necrophiliac. Yeah. Because on MySpace, if you're a necrophiliac, you let everybody know you're a necrophiliac. Oh, that was that was <laughs> yeah. the shit. That was, was a, our, that was like that social media platform was built for necrophiliacs. It was. It was. <laughs> was our MySpace theme necrophiliacs? Yeah. Like, it was kind of. I dark. do miss the themes though. I do miss the themes. It was kind of dark, mine. and I was, I was in the bathroom at one point with this person, and I, the the whole it ruined my whole night. I'm hanging out with my friends, but all I can see in my peripheral peripheral vision is this woman who I was so into on a date with a necrophilia. God. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And then I have to pretend like I don't know. And then I didn't want, like, an awkward interaction. But, like, obviously she saw me at some point. And obviously I saw her. But we tried really hard to avoid eye contact the whole night. It was Uh, just a mess. Basically, I can't handle being (laughs) single. And I definitely couldn't handle being in a polyamorous. Yeah. Relationship. I, can't I think a committed marriage either. with one person is is a good thing for you. Like this is a good place for you to be. You're good. You couldn't yeah. possibly do less or more. <laughs> well, I will say, in when my last marriage was failing and things weren't going so well, and I just thought it was clear my wife had already checked out uh-huh. of the marriage, and I was doing everything I could to to try to save it. Yeah. So at one point, I thought I think she kind of wants an open relationship oh yeah and And i brought it up to her because in my mind i thought well you know nothing else is working so maybe maybe she just which is terrible because if if that's not what i want why would i throw that out there right what if she had been like that's exactly what i want and you're like well i don't (laughs) i was just testing the waters i don't know why i said it sorry but why don't we bring a penis in exactly what i want oh no 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 <laughs> no, I I brought it up and she was like, "Shut up, you don't want that." But her reaction wasn't like, "No way." It so wasn't like, was "Oh, just... I don't want that." She's like, "Oh, you would never go for that." Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. So it was even more crushing. And then I was oh, like, "Yeah, you're right. God. Never mind." Oh no. <laughs> I thought, but but for for about a week, I was trying in my mind to be like, "Could you be cool with this, yeah. Carolyn? Come I'm on, pretty it's, cool." Yeah, yeah. It's, I, yeah. It's, it's can't 2016. Yeah. Maybe I'll start skateboarding. Then I'll like. Then I'll be okay with it. I'm just gonna do cool things and be cash. Yeah. No. Uh, I yeah. should never force myself to be cool. <laughs> <laughs> just. You are cool. Super cool. No. Not. Not. You're not open relationship cool. No. No. I don't think yeah. anyone I know is honestly. I well, actually, no. I I know several men who are, but like. I know like some gay women men, that are for sure. Too. I think is it more common in? I think it's more. I think it's a, in gay male relationships. It's like. Bringing in that third person as like there's like a rotation of a third person is like a thing. Like I know some healthy couples who are gay men, like multiple healthy, healthy couples who just bring in someone else every once in a while, just for for like purely for sexual purposes. But yeah, but that it it doesn't affect their actual relationship at all. But I think that is probably a lot to do with the fact that they're wired as men and not. I'm- Women. I like mean, like there, there's cases where like women that love open relationships. Like mm-hmm. I know, like uh, a a comedy couple. I know a personal couple, and mm-hmm. 
they love it. Like, yeah. They like the idea of like, oh, yeah, sex is no longer this routine. Yeah. Okay, yeah. They could bring in like new techniques they learned with a new partner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I could see that being a thing. I don't know. It's like an activity for them. Yeah. That's down the road for me for sure. We're not there yet. <laughs> But <laughs> when, when I got out of my marriage, I was of this mindset of being more open to things yeah. and not necessarily the idea of monogamy. What I was like, no, this I don't I yeah. don't want to be attached to anyone. I just don't even want anything like that. And then soon after I met, you know, the love of my life. Yeah. And then I was like. No, like, no. The, the monogamy Mine. forever, forever. <laughs> monogamy for life. Hashtag yeah. monogamy for life. I told her that the topic today was going to be polyamory, and she was like, "Babe, <laughs> you never want an open relationship, do you?" Oh, you're like, no. <laughs> no, no. This is not my contrived way of asking for an open e- relationship. Except I was like, "You'll have to listen to find yeah. out." Tune in, check <laughs> <in> that podcast. <laughs> Ah, uh, you plug the podcast for your own wife. Yeah, oh, every day. <laughs> Fantastic. I'm like dancing around whether I want to even ask my girlfriend to listen to the podcast. I think she oh. she wants to. She probably is listening right now. Love you. Um, but my, wa- my wife loves it. I've given her a, a sneak preview because well, we used to we used to work together at the same job, and now mm-hmm. we don't anymore. Ooh. So you met at the job. Yeah, I, they met there. Yeah, we met at the job. Do you guys like break into the break room and? That's how you found out that she was into you? That's not how we found out, but we definitely broke into place. There's some utility closets that will never be the same. No. (laughs) Well, the the office itself was actually not not conducive to To hookups. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's an open floor plan and all the conference room have glass doors. Yeah. So there was actually no hooking up in the office, but the the wider building – you never right. know. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to go into too much detail there. But so we don't work together anymore. And this podcast, you can listen to it while she's at work and feel like, oh, I'm so oh, there. Oh, like you're right there. Oh, That's right so there. cute. What is she like talking about all my past hookups? Yeah. <laughs> she, uh, she works in uh, advertising. Oh, nice. A, yeah. My girlfriend and I also met at work. We met at a restaurant where we worked together. And she had a boyfriend at the time. And I had a girlfriend at the time. Um, I... I met her literally as my previous relationship was uh-huh. ending. So that f- felt a little icky at the time, but it, it actually, if you really, like, in the time, it was not like I had two relationships simultaneously going. One was over and all but, like, the lease agreement. And yeah. then I met her. But, um, yeah, it, it kind of started that way. And I was like... That made work so fun. Like, I remember just mm-hmm. never being upset about having to go to work that day. I was like, oh, yes, she's going to be there. Da, 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 da. And yeah. now that she's not there, I'm just like, fuck work. Like, I hate <laughs> That's this. That's cute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Honestly, was... when when I first started at that last job, two other people were dating, and I always thought, oh, you know, that, that would be a little much to mm-hmm. spend <laughs> your entire day with the person and then after work have to be with them. And I felt like maybe that would be suffocating or something. Mm-hmm. And I didn't understand how people did it, but I absolutely loved it. There, were, there was never yeah. a time. And when I left for a different job, people were like, "Well, this is probably for best for you yeah. too." I'm like, "No, what are you talking about? We we work great together. Yeah, we're really good at working together on stuff. We we never had any problems working on projects and 
uh, we're we're able to make great things yeah. because we could be honest with each other and yeah, have yeah. like oh, very I guess that's nice. I never very thought good of it communication in, the, in, those, in that way. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, because you're you're able to j- just the way that if you I don't know when I've had roommates in the past that I'm not sleeping with. Yeah, you can be very passive aggressive about things. Yeah, because you you don't have that. That that wall has, is not broken down of like full honesty and being able to be fully honest. Yeah, yeah. But when you're with someone who you trust, you can tell them, yeah. "Hey, you need to do the dishes without, yeah. <laughs> you know, just only cleaning your own dishes oh, God. and yeah, letting without their pulling stuff any stunts <laughs> or leaving a little post-it on the refrigerator or whatever." Yeah. yeah, yeah. I we I guess since we worked in a restaurant, it was a little bit of a different story. It's it is best that we don't work together just because the nature of restaurant work is so. Not not the work itself. That's I I love that part of what I do. It's so mm-hmm. fun. But yeah. um, the social aspect of restaurant work is like it's too much. Everyone knows your fucking business. Everyone, I mean, imagine like you if you guys in the early phase of your relationship before people knew. Imagine if everybody in your office not only knew but was actively like like trying to be in your life, like trying to be in your fucking business oh, all yeah. the time, and like. No, that'd be the worst. It, that's, that's why I don't yeah. want horrible. people to know. Yeah. 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 It's like not even. And these and people that I didn't even, I wasn't even close to being friends with were all of a sudden just like weirdly aware and, and curious about our relationship. I was like, I don't want to talk to you at all in yeah. general, much less. Especially when a relationship is starting because there, there was one person I worked with who was really upset that we didn't tell her sooner. But it's what? like, we, we didn't know what it was going to be. What yeah. am I supposed to tell you after the first time why we hooked up? Would, after yeah, the second, that's a weird after... thing to be upset like, about. check in and, yeah, like, wh- who's, Does why is Does she know everything about your life? Like, what? Is she a Debbie or a Susan? <laughs> that's the real question. <laughs> uh, I imagine you worked with some Debbies for sure. Um, maybe not, not as much, not yeah. as much in the advertising world. Oh, true, yeah. yeah. If you worked like, for, like, an insurance company, I bet it would just be Debbie's like wall to wall. Yeah, when when I used to work in higher education, and that was Ugh. that was a lot more buttoned up. But but advertising, it's usually it's pretty cool. Pretty yeah. cool. Pretty cool. It seems like we got away from polyamory, oh, so yeah. we're gonna um let let's move on to to our our winding down topic. What what's something that happened this week that made you very thankful that you're a lesbian? Just a moment of thanks. Moment of thanks. Oh gosh, I have these all the time from our lesbians, gods. Thank mm-hmm. you. Uh, I'll say mine while you guys think on mm-hmm. yours. I saw that there's this new trend of wavy eyebrows. Oh, I, saw I don't that. know if you saw somebody posted on on Facebook that this yeah. is this thing that women are having YouTube tutorials about how to make. Your eyebrows cartoonishly wavy, yeah. and I'm like, only straight women only. are doing this. That's it. That's never oh, something. God, that's so weird. And it's a reminder of how I never feel like I have to contour my face yeah. or do something else <laughs> in order to have somebody be attracted, or not even to be to attracted, me. but just to not talk shit about your appearance. Yeah. Like, yeah, I feel like the the standard for men that women are held to, just so men won't say some shitty comment about their appearance is ridiculously high. And that's like a lot of the reason that women prep themselves before they leave the house is like just avoidance of that sort of thing from guys. 
But it, it's also, I mean, the wavy eyebrow thing have to be like. I mean, that's there, ridiculous. There's no, that there's no dude that's like, mmm. Yeah, look, look at those lines. Look at those. Look at the curves. wave in her brows. Like it looks like a bumps. sperm tail. Yeah, look, it literally does. <laughs> it like, looks like a little. <laughs> it looks like a little squiggly. I, yeah. I have not seen it. You gotta I go look at. It. It's, I'm it's sure it's all over Buzzfeed. Mm. It's like it's a thing. <laughs> yeah. But but it's like a chameleon turning colors to attract. <laughs> a mate or say it's just like okay what else can I do to, to stand out to get these men attention yeah. like the yeah. attention of men instead of maybe I don't know having a great personality yeah. or being yeah. charismatic or else. be ha- comfortable in your own skin yeah, like, yeah. That be is... comfortable in your own skin and your own Wavy eyebrows brows. Yeah. what about Jeez. you Chewie what's the thing that you are just so thankful to be gay for uh, when I see people <laughs> being pregnant oh whenever I see pregnant people or like babies oh yeah <laughs> like, oh no, we didn't plan it. I'm like, ha ha. Yeah, it's terrifying. That. Ooh, yeah. It's yeah, terrifying. That, that is terrifying. Thankfully, the only thing that lesbians have to protect during sex is our feelings. Yeah. <laughs> I wish they had condoms for those. Right? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> they'd be so expensive. <laughs> oh, they have like over the head feeling. Remember, she has a boyfriend. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, I would say. This this is a thing that happens really often at work, which is I, I bartended in a very, like, busy, hip, fancy restaurant. Mm-hmm. And as such, there are many, many dates taking place at the bar at any given time. So the the one thing, the one factor across the board that is always the same in every single one of these things, because I can, I, at this point in my job, I've been doing this for 10 years, and I can tell within, like, seconds if this is a couple that's on, like, a first date a third date, or they're together. You know, mm-hmm, like yeah. that's a boyfriend-girlfriend kind of thing. This was clearly a... And and, and the, the the one thing, the thing that I can tell the most about, or the one factor that lets me know that it's a very early on date, whether first, second, third, fourth, is that without fail, the guy is talking the entire time. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm not exaggerating. This is not something I'm saying just to be like, oh, men are stupid. Like, this is fucking real. And any bartender, even the guys I work with, they're like, has that fucking guy stopped talking yet? Like, they just, it it is invariable. Every single time I look over and the so guy. So I saved my seventh round pick yeah, for. Yeah, I shit you not. They're fucking talking about, like, their fantasy. Po- one, uh. one guy, like, they'll be explaining something that doesn't need to be explained. Like, explaining how fantasy football works or. My favorite thing that happens is when they explain to her what I'm doing, mm-hmm. like when I'm making, because we have sort of a, we don't do flair bartending, that's for like Vegas and Miami, but like we we have a sort of a style when we're making cocktails and everything behind the bar and there's yeah. a little bit of a rhythm to it and it never fails that that, that guy is always... Basically, he's either stating it to me or her or both of us what I'm doing at that time. He's like, oh. oh, you're, oh, you're making an old fashioned. She's, she's making an old fashioned, and I'm it's like, all on the wrist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, oh yeah, oh you guys use, you use demerara. You, what do you use for the sweetener in that? And I'm like, oh, yeah, this well, fucking. And I have to humor it, obviously, yeah. because I'm at work. But it's my favorite thing though is when they're wrong about something, and I get to in that moment I get to point it out, and it's my, I, I well, savor actually, it so much. I, yeah. I literally will, well, actually, you Sarah explain. Yeah, oh. I Sarah explain what I'm doing in a in a nice way, but in a way that's like he doesn't understand that he's being made fun of, but mm-hmm. every woman that's within earshot understands, and I get that little smirk from someone who's like, you just fucking made fun of him. <laughs> yeah. But I would say the going back to your question, the thing that makes me most thankful is the the date dynamic of men and women is so wildly different from the date dynamic between two women or two men. Like, it's mm-hmm. 
it's so one-sided conversationally in all these states that I've that I've sort of presided over as the person serving them. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just couldn't imagine being out there dealing with these fucking guys who just want to talk about themselves for three hours and that's it. I mean, because like, I've also been like on a this date, uh, still dating her, uh, and I and I make fun of her sometimes because on our first date she couldn't handle like a minute or two of silence. Oh walking. yeah. So this, I feel like there's also people like that where they silence they, is they uncomfortable. Have to, yeah. They have yeah. To, like, be like, yeah. I'm like this. Yeah. But like, just I've been on so many fucking dates with women. Like, just ask questions. That's all yeah. you gotta do. Just keep it going. But like, you're supposed to be trying to learn more about her not yeah. the other and and it's not like she's asking him leading questions like no go on what what else do you do at your job like like no no, no. how do airplanes work like what <laughs> yeah. yeah that's and that's the kind of shit that it is so and, and then when there's a slowdown in the conversation with two women that's when you bring out the lease yeah for them to sign. <laughs> are and we doing this or not the bar. <laughs> do here this. you go i already got the <laughs> i'll pay the bill you sign the lease yeah <laughs> <laughs> let's go home here's our aspca application for adoption of a cat and a dog <laughs> Oh, God. Chewy, do you have any shows you want to plug next week? Um, or I have shows all over New York. You can check me out at Chewy Comedy on Twitter, Chewy yeah. May on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, I'm doing a very, very... Uh, no, whatever already happened when this airs. Uh, yeah, so just follow me on Chewy Comedy <laughs> or Chewy May. Always look at ChewyComedy.com. Yay. There you go. Awesome. Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you so fun. much. This is great. Time. We really liked hiking out with you. Yay. We enjoyed it. <laughs> um, and then Sarah and I are going to plug the show that we write for, which is The Box yeah. on Facebook. You can follow us at We Are The Box or on YouTube slash The Box Show to see some awesome digital content. And we have. Uh, a bunch of really awesome projects that are coming up that we're going to be filming that we're excited about. And then our live shows begin again in October. And if you want to see me do stand-up comedy, go to cbcomedy.com. But also follow Diking Out. Diking Out was the available handle on everything. So Instagram, Twitter, it's just Diking Out. If you have any questions for us or suggestions or any feedback, you can email dikingout at gmail.com and subscribe to our podcast. Remember, $1 for every subscriber this week is going to go to help the hurricane victims and all the lesbians that are going to rebuild those houses. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, that's it. Thanks for Diking Out with us, everybody. All right. Bye. 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 Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.